Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Oh, we didn't decide who was going to talk. No, I know. Oh, we need to have a we need to have a pre-show meeting. Hang yeah, on. I mean, some would argue that's certainly the case. Hang some would call it planning meeting. Some would call it production meeting. Yeah, hang on. Pre-show meeting. I'm just going to send email. Hey, Dave, is it okay if I speak first on the pod today? Send. Let me just send that. Okay, cool. Um. I've already spoken first, I'm afraid, so you'll have, to, you'll have to wait till next week. Okay, I'll take it next time. Next week. So, can we remember that, please? Next week is my turn to speak first. And I'm going to start, and sort of in a just a minute style I'm going to start speaking, and it's going to be just a 45 minutes. And I'll just yes. I'll just talk for 45 minutes. Can you imagine? That sounds about right. I, 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 honestly, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can imagine. In fact, in fact, I can live it out over the last six months. What I would like to know, right, and, and this is really sort of laying down a challenge that I hope nobody takes up because it would be such a waste of everybody's time, mm. but I kind of get the sense that some people listening would be happy to take this challenge up. You go on. What I'd love to know is the stats on who's spoken first from the start of Cabin Fever oh, in each episode. my God. It, oh. And then we can sort of, that'd be an, just an interesting psychological experiment to work out, you know, our dynamic, but then also yeah. we'd be able to redress the balance going forward and, you know, and t- you know even up the league table. Yeah, but also we could work out who's spoken first, but also the number of times we've spoken at the same time. We've clashed at the beginning. like we Oh, today. the clashes, yeah. So it'd be a sort of three-column table, yeah. wouldn't it, Dave, Tom, and, and, and Clusterfuck? Yeah, Clusterfuck, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll find Clusterfuck wins every time on this podcast, <laughs> I think Clusterfuck's doing very well. Hello, and welcome to Clusterfuck Weekly, a.k.a. <laughs> previously known as Cabin Fever Daily. Um, so The CF in Cabin Fever just stands for Clusterfuck, really, <laughs> It really doesn't does, it? it really does. I'm quite tired this week, Dave. Okay, hit me with your tired... Wow. Is, it, is it the usual nonsense, kids and early breakfast show? Early oh, breakfast kids show. And, kids and well-paid radio jobs. Is that, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that your problem, is it? Happy family and well-paid job. Yeah, I mean, it's true, but also I'm tired because I had a lovely round of golf yesterday as well, so that really... <laughs> Why does no one give me any sympathy ever? Because you don't deserve any sympathy ever. That's fine, oh, though. Um, yeah, I, I am very tired. Um... Uh, so yeah, I I mean that is exactly that. I got up ridiculously five o'clock every morning for the last four days, Dave. God, it's too early, that isn't it? It's just it's just a horrible feeling when you wake up as well and you suddenly, you know, you just you go from sitting up in bed to driving the car into work in the space of about six minutes. Oh yeah, well that's the thing. You, there's no like I know I know of breakfast show presenters in radio people mm. we know that build 
somehow their day so it's a normal day so they build in like an hour before they leave to do the usual you know getting up pottering around having no. breakfast having a shower pop the news on like does a very uh, well-known breakfast presenter who you're very good friends with do that oh absolutely not as far as oh, right, right. no, 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 no. Uh, no no i think he rolls into the car exactly like you do it yeah one minute after he's woken up yeah um, um but yeah but i know oh. people that build in a proper full routine you know and that i just find that excruciatingly impressive well then you have to go to bed at sort of 5 p.m basically well i think that is the thing it's having the discipline and the sort of being able to train your body clock and just having the lifestyle that allows you to go to bed at Mm. uh, genuinely before the 10 o'clock news which is uh, just it just feels weird that doesn't it i've been going to bed at 8 p.m every night fuck off have you actually 8 p.m yeah yeah Genuinely, eight pm. You've been going up to your bedroom at eight pm. I, I go and put. I go and say goodnight to the kids, give them a cuddle, and I go. They're still awake, and I'm going to sleep, and I can still hear them talking and whittering away downstairs, and I and I'm asleep. That's incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's wonderful. If I don't do it, then I basically I would become. Um, you know, one one of my favourite breakfast presenters of the last few years, Sean Keaveney on Six Music. That's what mm. I would become if I because I'm don't forget I'm doing you know a well known commercial radio show and I've got to be all hey guys that was Abba and now here comes Phil Collins and then we have got some Savage Garden. Okay, stay tuned. Yeah, you are right. on, on on you're on Perky FM, aren't you? That's the thing. Rather exactly. than sort of you can't you can't do what Sean does and, uh, and sort of basically he incredibly br- rebranded the entire station. Yeah. to be a bit sort of Sean in the morning. Exactly in the Shawning. Just yeah. it was all a bit. It was all a bit deadpan fm and you can't get away with that um the other thing which i'm enjoying is when when your routine is precise and i'm sure many of our listeners will have this the precise moments in your routine that trigger songs okay i'll tell you why right and if you've got one of these i would love to hear from you give us a tweet you know the number um when i'm driving in i listen to the shipping forecast just right, pop, pop it on the radio for very, yeah. very cool. And one of the last things they do, they do shipping forecasts, then they do the inland waters uh, yeah. forecast, right? And the, one of the last things they do is Mull of Kintyre, right? And every single day this week, I've walked into Magic, and the producer's like, "Are you singing Paul McCartney, Mull of Kintyre?" <laughs> it's absolutely bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. It's it's things you do every day that trigger really random songs. Do you know what you should do? And if I were you, and this is probably, you, you are, you're on the right radio station for this, but yeah. magic, you should pitch this to the magic bosses that exactly, what, 5.35, when the shipping forecast ends oh, every day, yeah. Mull of Kintyre is played on magic. And That's therefore, a what a, idea. wouldn't that be a great way of saying to listeners, hop over to magic, don't forget magic's playing the Mull of Kintyre now? Well, because that means, you gar- it guarantees you, you said Mac- McIntyre then, and I suddenly thought of Mike- Michael Mull of Kintyre. Did I? Ma- yeah. <laughs> Did I say the Mull of McIntyre? Michael, Michael Mull of Kintyre. God. <laughs> Cornelius, impression please. Um, wouldn't that be amazing though, if you listen to the shipping forecast, and then you just think naturally, organically, you're like, oh, I'm just going to listen to bit of commercial radio now and you just hop over and it's there waiting for you and you get that feeling of hang on how do you know that song that was in my head yeah exactly exactly write that down claim it as my own that's what i was doing Uh, all right then songs that are triggered by random moments in your day you know the details cabin fe a3709 oh 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 that's our twitter name I used to uh, broadcast immediately uh, before or after i can't remember the shipping forecast do you know that when you were on five live I've read it for. Really? Yeah, I used to do sport. When well, I used to do sports overnights on weekends on Radio Five Live, the sports, the sports FM. Yeah. The uh, the part of the shift sports, was to do the radio. F- 
Sports AM and and on DAB Digital Radio <laughs> nine nine online yeah. online um, yeah part of the shift was to do the radio for early morning bulletins at the weekend so I, I love this because you've got the thing you've never forgotten it uh, of being able to read in sports voice yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah but I don't know I don't the thing is about my sports career as, as people will have noticed if they listen to this or know me well I don't I've really lost touch with sport <laughs> like mm. I never really cared about it that much but I did know a lot about it at the time and yeah since I stopped working in it, we have this, don't we? Because we do a, a sort of we do a comedy news show twice a year, mm-hmm. and I'd say for those so like two series, two series a year, Dave. Not, yeah, sorry, not yeah, twice two, two, a year, like you know, on two occasions we have two seasons, two episodes. Yeah. yeah, but for that sort of those cumulative twelve weeks or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I know the news backwards because we spend the whole week looking at stuff, finding you know, and you know the details of stuff, and mm-hmm. then for the rest of the year, I'm like. Oh, we've left the European Union, have we? You oh, know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, sort okay. of two months later. Mm, yeah, it's true. Um, it's true. And, but so sport has left you behind. Well, to be honest, Dave, not much has happened in sport in the last few months. You know, that, well, no, it's a good time to be not involved in sport, definitely. And in many ways, that has been the you know one of one of the upsides of uh, the lockdown is the sense that there's nothing else happening. So you you lose the FOMO, you lose the worry about having to keep across everything. Yes, and you can just you know you can just really zone in. Um, can I ask you a question? Always. Oh, before you just before you ask me a question, I'm yeah. just going to let everybody know what the episode is today. It's a hashtag AMA, like you do on Reddit. So we've sent a tweet out and uh, invited questions from you, dear listeners, and we've had fucking loads. So thank you so much. So what we're going to do is answer any and all of your questions today. Mm. Is it because a guest dropped out? You'll never know. But <laughs> or is, is it because we didn't know what we were doing minutes before we were due to start recording? Is it a great format point for us because we just have to talk about ourselves based on questions you ask and pretend it's a format that you're really interested in? Absolutely. Oh my um, goodness. Hang on a second, Dave. You never believe he's just walked in. Uh, Breaking oh, news. Breaking I mean, news. I, I reckon I could probably guess there's one of three Ooh. people or a dog. Yeah, it is. It is one of the three people. Come and sit up here. Come and sit up here. So it's it's not it's not riddle me, and okay. it's not on the same page. Oh my days! Have we got a debut for the third one? This is a debut for the third one. It's the dog. No, um, <laughs> this is my youngest son. Uh, as you all know, Dave, his name is Edmund. I Edmund, do. can you say hello to all the listeners, please? Hi. Okay, this is Edmund. Um, Edmund, I'm going to have to put some headphones on so you can hear Dave. Look, if you listen in here. Whoa! Evan? Okay. Where's those mummy? I know. Well, this is what I was about to talk to Dave about. Can you can you hear Dave? Hello, hey Edmund, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Morning. Uh, what are we what are we looking at? Uh, who? Mm, I don't know. Can, oh, can okay. you do me a favour, Edmund? Yeah. Can you tell Dave and all the listeners? There's lots of people listening now. You see, lots and lots and lots. So many. I mean, like literally, probably should be in some sort of chart somewhere. Um, uh, lots of people listening. And can you tell people what happened to your arm earlier on this week? Okay. Hi. I got a. Uh, a thing in my arm, so like, uh, so when, so uh, there was a sharp thing. I was at the doctor's, and there was a sharp thing, and they put it in my arm. It really hurted me. A shark fin. Like no. A sharp, a sharp thing. Oh, a sharp thing. Very different. Yeah. Can, I mean, can you guess what fair. it is, Dave? A needle. A needle. Yeah. yeah. Was it a needle? Yeah. Oh, no. and, and how many needles did they put in? Two. Oh, I hate needles. I don't like that at all. I feel bad. That's. I really feel sympathy for you there, Edmund. Did yeah. it really hurt? Yeah. Oh, I'm but, sorry. But what happened mate. afterwards? Uh, 
So they put in special tape and then they put in uh, comfy fins under the special tape. Yeah, so it's all good now, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, tell me something, have you got measles now, have you? Mm, no. No, have you got rubella? Hmm? No. No, you haven't. What about mumps? Maybe you got mumps. Is that not a one anymore? Yeah. Uh, I think... Oh. Have you got mumps? Didn't. Uh, yeah. Okay, spot of mums. Yeah. That's okay. Well, no, for the MR jab, jab, the classic MR jab, yeah? I have a Groot toy. He's also got a Groot toy, which you got, didn't you? We got you got the Groot toy after the injections. Yeah. So he got he walked out of the injections to find a uh, toy and some sweets, Dave. Is there anything better? No, that's the best day of your life, isn't it? That's that's what you that's want to do all the time. Always go to the doctor. Um, can you do me a uh, job, Edmund? Yeah. Two things. You're going to have to say goodbye to Dave and the listeners. And Mummy's just got home from her run. So can you go home and say, wow, you look like you ran really fast. Why? Because then it'll make her feel like she's been doing some good exercise. Can you do that? Uh, yeah. And then she can set you up with something else to watch on YouTube. Oops. Bye, Dave. Bye, Edmund. Nice to speak to you, mate. Yep. I know. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> There you go. Take Groot with you, love. Take Groot. Okay, good. There you go. See you later. Like- what are these? Oh, those are bits of metal for sticking up a blind that I've not done yet. Okay. Bye. Mummy's home, don't forget. Okay. Close the door after you, please, darling. Okay. I love that. That was really funny. He's, he hand soloed me. <laughs> what do you mean? He absolutely hand soloed me. What does that mean? You know, you know, in Star Wars, when Leia goes, I love you, and Han Solo goes, I know. Oh, Jedi I Mind Tricks. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I just said to Edmund. Uh, nice to speak to you. And you went, yep, I know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I right know. That's, that's absolutely. <laughs> Fair play. That kid's going to be cool. He's a Jedi. He's very funny. Um, so, yeah, we took him to get injections the other day. Oh, my goodness. Was it a palaver armour? Dark palaver armour. Palaver armour. Um, mm. Anyway, that's all done, Dave. And uh, to be clear to any listeners worrying, he doesn't have mumps. Just FYI. Just in case. Anyone yes, knows. I think we... You, you, there's, there's a great thing about kids, isn't there? That you can basically make them say anything as long as you phrase the question in a certain way. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, you, yeah, you can, they, they don't know what they're saying to yeah. a certain extent. Well, but you can sort of go, you've got mumps, haven't you? And they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because they want to sort of just please you and say the right thing. But this tells you just how much control you're in with kids a lot of the time. Well, actually, mm. you're not really in control of them at all. But it's weird. You can manipulate what they say very easily. And another thing we do, if, um, like, say Beth and I are sitting on the sofa and we've got to send one of them to bed and one of them wants us to take him to bed. And I will say, who do you want to take you to bed? Do you want daddy to take you to bed or mummy to take you to bed? And you know what I mean? And then because of the tone of voice, yeah. you yeah. turn them up. That's great. Do you want daddy's shit bedtime routine? Or do you want mummy's amazing stories and oh, wonderful do want, time? Do you want daddy? Do you want daddy? <laughs> the hell of daddy. Um, all right, so listen, AMA, Dave. Are we going to do this now or are we going to have a break? What's, what do you, what do you, what's your chat? Is there, any, is, is there any other business before we AMA? That's what I would suggest. Uh, hang on one second. Just... So you've talked about going to bed at 8 p.m., which is, interestingly, the time that I basically start cooking normally, I'd say. <laughs> get up um yeah aob um well i yeah so i found in my golf bag i played golf yesterday dave oh when i said aob i didn't mean a golf story (laughs) aogs yes indeed (laughs) so i played golf yesterday there was a stand-up comedian's golf day if you could imagine about 35 narcissistic men traipsing around a massive field in the rain oh god is that what you were doing a comedian's golf that's why we couldn't record yesterday we were meant to be recording yesterday i sent a text to dave and steve saying guys sorry got some work things happening can we do thursday because i was on a course so on a fucking course um who 
was on the golf day. Oh, good question. Uh, didn't didn't really see. I was too busy playing golf. I didn't really didn't really notice. No. Um, so Jimmy McGee, very good stand up. Alistair Barry, um, Carl Donnelly, um, who does a very good podcast with Great Big Al. Um, John Robbins um, was there. Um, who else? Tom Rosenthal was doing it. All sorts, all sorts of people. Um, Tom Price from Cabin Fever. He was there. Pretty cool. Um, Is this an annual thing you do? No, it's just started. It's brand new. It's the first ever one yesterday. And who organised it? Uh, Andrew Ryan. Who organised it? Right. Uh, the following three questions are the most important questions. Who organised it? Where was yeah. it played? And who won? Yeah. Who organised it? Andrew Ryan. Where was it played? Andrew Ryan's club. And <laughs> I reckon I know the <laughs> answer to this. Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Is he a really good golfist? Well, he's a very good golfist. He, he plays about four times a week at the moment because he's got nothing else on because stand-up comedy is shut down. However... Someone had the same number as point. Some, there was a draw for first place. Someone had the same number uh, of points as him. But unfortunately, when that happens, you have to go to the back nine and see who did best on the back nine, right? Oh, I see. To win it. So, the, and the points was impressive. Thirty-four points. Now, is why? Why is that? Why is the back nine harder than the front nine? I don't know. It's just sort break. of. It's the, yeah. It's a bit like going to goal difference. Essentially, it's pretty arbitrary. Right. But it's just the system you do. If there's a tie in Stableford, you look at the scores on the back nine, and you you work out who who did best on the back nine. You enjoying this golf chap? And how many goals did he score? Thirty-four. Goals. <laughs> so he scored thirty. He scored thirty-four goals, and then um, someone else scored thirty-four goals, and then a load of people got well, three people got thirty-two goals, and then and then it was a quite a steep drop off after that. How many goals did you get? Thirty-four. You got thirty-four as well. Yeah. So well, was, you were tied. It was between me and him to to win the day. <laughs> that's why you were telling us. That's why, I of course, that's what I'm telling. You. I only tell stories Jeez. where I come out well. So then, to be fair, the restraint there compared to your normal storytelling mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> technique was was, in, was impeccable. You didn't say your. You, you really waited for me to draw it out of you, didn't you? Very barbed. Very very barbed today. Um, anyway, um, how how do points work? Sorry, I mean I don't. Oh, I, I, I'm happy to tell you, Dave. It's a very quick happy one. Happy to tell you because I mean, look, I think me. And the rest of the golf illiterate world would be listening going, how have you won when you've got more points than the other one? Because the only single thing we all know about golf mm. is that lower is better. Right? That is that that is the universal golf golfing goal rule. The lower the number on each hole of shots into the hole, the yeah, higher you point your points. Fine. Right? So if is I Is it get- a different a point differential, is it? Yeah. No, it's not differential, no. So if you get a par, so here's the thing, right? If I get a, if I get four on a par four, right, yeah. I get, oh shit, is it two points or three points? I've already forgotten. I think it's, I think it's two points. Right? Oh, so you're not playing, you're not playing against other people. It's, it's literally just against the par, isn't it? But here's the clever thing. Here's the clever, clever thing. You get the handicap system where you get given shots, right? So if yes. I'm really good, I get, uh, it's a par, I get a four, I get two points. However, if I'm not so good, I get a six, my handicap then kicks in, and that actually is a par, so I get two points as well, right? So you people right. can play on a level playing field, you see? Yeah, I've never really understood the handicap system. In Until golf. now, right? I've explained it so beautifully, you now get it, yeah? No, I do get it, but answer me this, and I promise if you're listening and you're bored to tears, I'm, I'm right with you, but we'll, we'll, we'll try and keep this quick. Well, we're learning something today, guys. We're, we're learning, learning about, about golfing. Yeah. So, right, so you have a handicap, right? And you play off scratch, that means you've not got a handicap anymore. Is that right? That's right, that's right. That's when yeah. you get so good you enough. you play off so scratch, that, yeah, that means yeah. the expectation is you will go round in exactly the right number of shots, which is usually 72 shots for the whole 18 holes. And where does the handicap start? What do you mean, where does the handicap start? You say I've got a handicap of, what's the biggest number it can be? Oh, 36. 
36. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that mean in reality? That 36, that means, you effectively have 36 shots across the course. Exactly. You get, you, and that means you get two shots on in every hand, hole. as it you were. Get, exactly. See? So you're expected to get a five on a par three. Anything better than that is amazing. And then if I go round and I play, uh, I'm expected to be 36 over par, right? Yeah. But actually I go around and I'm 25 over par and I do that three times then suddenly my handicap is now 25. Oh. Now, here's... Oh, so you do it twice and, and that's it, yeah? And your handicap kicks in. Yeah, that's how you get a handicap. See, I'm, I'm praying, Dave, I'm praying that someone somewhere is listening to this and going, I finally understand the goal. So here's my question, and the thing I've never really understood, mm. is, like, in reality, it's better to have a handicap, isn't it? So is it just pure egotistical... Everyone's got a handicap. ...pride that makes you be honest about your handicap? Uh, well, you get a thing where people say my handicap is 18 and actually yeah. they play off 12 and because the, they want to win a competition. And That's they, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, like, they're called bandits. It's really bad. It's really frowned upon. So I've been in a lot of golf competitions where someone comes along and says exactly that. I'm off 24 and then they play to 12 over par and you're like, oh, well done, mate. And they get loads of points like Stableford, see above. Yeah. And they win it and they win like a golf bag and some balls and it's really, really, so really So this is my annoying. interesting... This I, I am genuinely interested in this. There so, you go. Is that there's no one police it there's no way you can tell or prove no or it's supposed to be all sort of you know gentleman on honor base honor base yeah and it's embarrassing really to to do that when you basically in the stableford system anything over in fact about where we were 34 35 36 points if you're nudging 40 points you're not playing to the right handicap essentially right yeah, yeah. i see oh. but couldn't it have just been a fluke day you, you can have a good day but no not really if you're if you're getting 40 plus points that stableford you're you're playing off the wrong handicap you should Fine. be in the 30 to 36 window oh this was great now two, several things happened dave to take you through yesterday first of all it absolutely shit it down for five hours while mm. i was out there so i got utterly utterly drenched it was miserable it's all right i don't need sympathy um second thing when i arrived in the clubhouse at the beginning i had a quick sandwich while i was talking to andrew ryan the champion later on um and i was sitting in the bar and someone came up to me and said sorry sir you can't sit in that seat it's the captain's seat only the captain's allowed to sit in that seat who's the captain captain of the golf club Andrew Ryan. <laughs> yeah, but he pretty is now. Yeah. He's the captain of the ship. No, there's every year, every golf club has a captain for the year. And this golf club I was playing at, Verulam, said that is like, like you know, like getting a captain's parking space. They've got a captain's seat. There that, was can a, absol- that can absolutely fuck off. That can absolutely. Can you imagine what I was, knowing me as you do, Dave, imagine how I reacted to that. I would hope you... Uh, went full Captain Phillips and just said, oh, I am the captain now. <laughs> I got out my uh, captain certificate. Yeah. I, w- I quickly went online and filled out, a, I, I did a, ca- a captain form. I'm Captain Tom Price. How fucking dare you? Uh, no, what I did was I was really nice and then I very pointedly turned the captain's chair upside down and pushed it against the wall saying, well, that solved that problem. No one did can you? sit on that now. Yes, I did. I fuck- It drove Good. me mad because golf is a brilliant sport, but it's played by absolute cocks. Doing yes. It drives yeah. me so that's the first thing second thing uh, Dominic Holland says something very funny which I thought you might enjoy okay Dominic Holland brilliant comic brilliant book writer um, you know very successful man in his own right however it's fair to say he has been somewhat eclipsed by his son I'd say somewhat eclipsed and also one of the only um, uh, instances of this in that direction like the father being eclipsed by the son where he's more than happy to capitalise on it and just live off that like he's he wrote a book about it didn't he he was like I am Tom Holland's dad or something. Couldn't be happier than that. He's, he's yeah. absolutely thrilled about it. Yeah, he's Tom Holland's dad. So he's, he is Spider-Man's dad. He, Spider-Man's dad. And I I bumped into him. I was lucky enough to go to the Spider-Man premiere with my boys and, and they met him 
Dominic Spider-Man. Oh, no, no, yeah no, well then they met Dominic and then he went away and I was trying to sort of I was trying to make my kids excited about being at the premiere and they were like who is that daddy and I went that's spider dad <laughs> yeah you've met spider-man's dad cool were they like uh, uh yeah but spider-man's dad's dead <laughs> yeah exactly uh, exactly his auntie that's not his auntie or his uncle and definitely not his dad um but he uh was wearing shorts in the rain dominic holland and several people commented on it and jimmy mcgee said dominic your legs and he was right his legs are incredibly shapely dominic holland right very very yes. muscly legs a lo- he's got a lovely calf and a wonderful thigh really genuinely okay. very very defined legs and uh, Dominic Holland turned around and said to him, yeah, of course I've got a nice legs, mate. I breed superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, fair. Absolutely fair. Love that. Love that. Um, yes, he is. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word milking it, but he's really happy to, happy to sit into it, which I think is a nice trait in a weird way. Because yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of, especially dads with famous sons, mm. get very male pridey, don't they, when their son becomes infinitely more successful than them there were a few too many tweets about riddle me wilfred doing during lockdown that upset me <laughs> it started to get on my nerves a bit where i was like i'm really bringing the gold you know but um yeah. you're, you're absolutely right dominic holland you know his son tom is his son first and foremost but very close second he's also a cash cow i think that's fair to say <laughs> i don't want to say this tom but i have uh, uh been making some arrangements in your study where you're currently recording the podcast <laughs> yeah. and that that chair you're in is actually wilfred's chair would you mind getting a part of it <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not going to put this chair upside down and smash it to pieces. I'm talking of cash cows. Dave, let's make some money and have some ads. Adverts. Let's do it. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. What I've done there is played the really long one. Yeah, I noticed that. Does that but then I thought it was going to be adverts. So anyway, here are the adverts. Hi, I'm Hannah Norris, and this is my husband, Carl Donnelly. And we have a new podcast for you. It's called the Keith Cheggers Podcast, and it's about pregnancy, because that is what's happening in our lives right now. And inside your belly. Yeah, so we are recording weekly episodes throughout the course of my pregnancy, talking to each other and interesting and funny guests that we have on about their experiences with the pregnancy, so we can work out a bit more about what the hell is happening and what is coming up for us. So tune in, subscribe, and have a listen to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Bye. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hashtag AMATP. AMATPDC on the Cabin Fever. On CF. Mm-hmm. Um, CFW, Cabin Fever Weekly. So, okay. 
Dave, you're going to have to lead this because I'm very tired after my... That's fine. I've got a series of questions, actually, that I'd like us to answer. And they range, actually, interestingly, uh, from the... They range in sort of seriousness to very lighthearted and what more of what I would have expected, you know. But it's nice oh, yeah. to have a range, actually. Yeah, okay. Um, and there's a few things, actually, from uh, recent days, Tom. Mm-hmm. That I would say that are worth discussing as well. So at the end, can you just remind me to talk about thimbles? Thimbles. Just at the end, remind me to talk about thimbles. Thimbles. Make make a note of the word. Make a note of the word thimbles. Uh, first, before we kick off the AMA, Alex on Twitter has said, uh, "My life is very different after googling Cornelius. In my head, he looked like Kitson in Phoenix Nights. So I think uh, Cornelius is sort of short haircut, and he's got a very generic look, Cornelius, hasn't he? Like, and he's a bit like um, I imagine what they modelled the Lego Man on. Yeah." Yeah, he's an extra, isn't he? He's yeah. yeah. He's an extra. He's not a star, is he? No. He's, he's an extra. He's room meat. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. He's just yeah, yeah. You, you, I tell you what, Cornelius could do a lot of crime. Uh, he could. Yeah. Maybe this is why he loves the Bill and Crime Watch so much. Oh my god, he's getting ideas. Right, Pablo's been on. Oh yeah, go on. Long-time listener, frequent caller. My question's for Tom Price. Big fan of your work on and off the podcast. Considering your body of work Thank and you, the long-running success of the podcast. Oh, this is going to be very arty, isn't it? It's going to be about art or like how my inspiration or how do I prepare for a role. Lovely. Yeah, love this one. Go on. What's your favourite thing about Whitley Bay? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, having been to Whitley Bay once over New Year, uh, six years ago, there are several things that uh, pop into my head when I think of Whitley Bay. And, I'll, and we've talked about this before. There, there was a serious dog shit problem near where my friend was living at the time. Mm. And, you know, I am i don't want to suggest that I called it Shitley Bay afterwards, but I did because we trod, we, we trod in dog shit three times and there was a lot of it. Okay, so... God, I'm going to... Oh, do you know what the very exciting thing for me about this is that I'm off to the beach next week to Whitstable because oh, it's, uh, it's Hercules' first, first birthday on Tuesday. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna lose his mind that moment when a dog first sees a beach, and that and then all they have to do they just shit everywhere. That's what that's what's happened in Whitley Bay. You see, which means I am lining up a great yeah. shitstable joke for the end yeah. of the day when there's loads of dog shit everywhere. That is going to be fantastic. Can you do a picture of Herc crimping out his first beach turd? Hashtag shitstable. Stick it up on Twitter. That's a hundred plus likes, isn't it? Right there. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Let's do it. Let's do this it. This is what it's like Stop. being an influencer, isn't it? But just like a really base influencer, you know? Yes. Like you change your plans in your life so you can do a tweet. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. It's a, it's a dreadful mindset oh, to try and get into. Oh, it's, it's raining today. Quickly, let's get to Alton Towers. Hashtag Alton Showers. Guys, let's do it. That's what they're, yeah. they're just ready with puns and a van. Well, and, uh, are they honestly like, and you know, if it is pissing it down, I guarantee a th- 500 influencers last week mm. in the pissing rain yeah. immediately went to their summer wardrobe, put on a Hawaiian shirt, some shorts, got a beach hat. Do you know what I mean? Went and sat outside with oh, a cocktail, oh, made, oh, oh. made up a, f- a full cocktail, with a, you know, like proper, like went all out just for a quick photo. And that is sad. It's really, really sad. And I'm jealous because I'm never going to get that many likes. Um, so <laughs> or money. Whitley Bay is, it's really lovely. My friend lived there for about three years. She loved it. The, the community's really nice. My friend's school uh, was there where she taught and she loved that school and the beach is the beach has got a very pleasing curve to it dave hence bay you know what i mean like it's got a nice yes. sort of gentle it's a crescent dave. okay it's a nice crescent and uh, Look, i'll be honest i don't really care that much about whitley well, bay. Hang, i'm trying to answer pablo so I, think I, like, I think we've covered no, it i want to give him some i've got one more thing to say about whitley bay i Go went on. for a run along the beach and um quite badly hurt my ankle 
Oh, yeah, that's sad yeah. for you, isn't it? Thank you. Yeah, that's the end of my Whitley Bay anecdotary. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, David's been in touch on Cabin FE 83709000. Hi, David. Two questions from David. Okay. Here's one of them. Yeah. How's Wilf getting on with his metal detector? Superb question. Um, the truth is, it's been underneath the stairs. I mean, ironically, it's now buried under so much shit, someone needs to get a metal detector to find it. <laughs> um, so it's very much gone dormant. My plan is when there is the second lockdown and when we go daily again, Dave, I mean, that's, you know, one thing to yes. look forward to, um, that we'll get it out again. It's quite a good activity. Uh, so in a nutshell, boggles happen with it, but um, they they are still excited about the fact that they found a computer game in the ground. I don't know if you were listening to that episode, but I buried for his birthday a computer game in tinfoil, which I think might have been a listener's idea, actually. And he, 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 he was metal detecting. It went off. He dug in and he found uh, FIFA 20. So... Yeah, he's just it was that was a wonderful. I think I, I made a lovely memory. I mean, has he played FIFA twenty once? No, he hasn't, Dave. Is he not? Hasn't. Of course not. No, because he's been distracted by bloody Minecraft. Uh, so ironic. What what, pl- what is it? A PlayStation version or a- on the, uh, on the Switch? No, I mean ironically, Switch, right. ironically, David. He, you know, he was really into um, metal detecting for about three days. Then he discovered Minecraft, and now. He's more into virtual digging. That's the problem. Yes, I see what's happened here. Yeah, he was into it in the flesh. The other problem we've got with uh, the metal detector is it's incredibly sensitive. So the tiniest things are like, we're talking like maybe a wrapper of a Tunnock's tea cake can be wedged in the ground. Oh, right. And it'll, it'll flare up. And so you've got that. And the other problem is then you find really disgusting things, really disgusting things. Like we found like a big old iron girder near us in a park. And then we found a really... Um, distressing padlock that had been smashed. I, I've never been distressed by a padlock before, but it was God. distressing. Yeah, that does sound distressing. Yeah. Um, you've also set Wilfred up for an absolutely disappointing career in metal detecting by mm. the first thing he found being uh, <laughs> FIFA 20, because he's going to go out and go now. Right, what, what other things oh worth 40 God, to 50 so pounds have I yeah. going to find today? No oh, wonder all those nothing. detectorists just look so crestfallen because you're never going to get the same hit you get from your first ever dose planted uh, yeah exactly. planted game when your parents have put like you know back in the 80s a vhs player <laughs> in a beach somewhere <laughs> this is the problem parents don't be too nice because you ruin the rest of their lives that exactly. is good advice that is good advice um question from shelly hi shelly hi thanks for coming thanks for- if you are actually stuck in a cabin with each other for this long my god what i've done there is uh read that very badly and just put a gap in the middle of the sentence which of the many callers would you want to be stuck with who would we give the the third place to Ah, so is this is this like guests we've had on the show? Because we've had Matt Lucas, we've had Catherine Ryan, we've had Alan no, Lowe. no, no, many callers. I think Shelley, I think Shelley. So, uh, I think I think it's a. Well, uh, she's after it, isn't she? She wants the gig. Well, Shelley's after it, absolutely. You wouldn't I mean, like it, Shelley. Being stuck in a cabin with me and Dave would be horrendous, horrendous. Um, I would. I don't. I mean, I think, yeah, look, yeah. Do we get the garden if we say John and Peebles? Oh yeah, that's true, isn't it? Is it does it come does John come with the garden? I think I'd like to be stuck in a in a cabin with John and Peebles anyway. I think John from Right, okay. So we're gonna sort of just yes. Oh there we go. Ah, oh, John mate, could you get me a milkshake? Because this one's this one's run out. Oh no, you're right, there's a little bit left, isn't there? There's a little bit. Maybe when I finish this milkshake, can you get me a new one? Thank you. Ah oh, right, that Ah, oh, that is finished. Thanks, John. Cheers, mate. God, I'm so sorry if this is your first episode. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> Mine is 
my only offering. Um, yeah, so it's got to be John in Peebles. Or who was the person we spoke to? We spoke to someone in Tasmania, didn't we? We spoke to a Tasman. Yes, we did. That would be quite exciting. So I'd be happy to go to Tasmania. I mean, we'll get a tour of the podcast eventually, Dave, aren't we? That's the plan. Yes, Peebles and Tasmania. They're, yeah. the two, they're the only two dates on the tour. And a pub near King's Cross where I don't pay. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, so we've already done that, mate, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Guess who the next question's from, Tom? John and Peebles. Correct. Here he comes. He's got a bone to pick. And this is an interesting bone to pick, actually, John, because uh, you're picking a bone around something I didn't even know existed and now I have located. So here's the tweet. From the bill quiz, which I recorded for you and you never used, yeah, brackets, not that I'm bitter. Mm. I couldn't so, find it. He sent me a link to it and it didn't work. He sent me a, li- right. he sent me a link to something. On You'll see it on the DMs on our Twitter account. No, I looked in the DMs. There's nothing there. No, nothing there. Right. Well, there was so- maybe he sent it to me yes, on my Twitter. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. It's that this, there's nothing in my DMs and there's nothing in the cabin TV DMs. So yeah. I can only conclude that this is a Tom Price fuck-up. So, yeah. John... It's got all the hallmarks of a classic. <laughs> a TPF up. Um, okay. But he's asked, he's asked a question from it. Oh, yeah, okay. okay good. Which character has appeared in the most episodes of The Bill? Reg Hollis, June Ackland, or Jack Meadows? Oh. Reg Hollis, June... I'm, I'm going to say Reg Hollis because I think they used Reg as a sort of comedy foil. You know what I mean? So they just insert him into a random scene. Oh, it's Reg, brilliant. Like, so I think I think he was deployed. So I'm going to go for Reg. Incorrect. It's June Ackland. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very satisfying. Uh, After sort of all that talking. Though, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, but no, here's a good fact. So I found. I've now found. John sent the quiz after you've obviously ignored it to the great big owl inbox great big owl there we are we've got a twitter account at great big owl that's it because i've just checked mine and the only thing i've got from john on my personal twitter and basically john has been peppering all of us with messages um is a youtube video of sam brown uh singing can i get a witness so oh, that's because reg hollis is in the video right <laughs> yes Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Reg Hollis, look. Yeah. Yeah, well, there we are. I've just looked at that. 17 seconds in, Reg Hollis appears. Uh, and uh, John sent me that on the 29th of May. And, John, I've just looked at it. It's good, that. Uh, June Ackland, Trudy Goodwin, not only the longest-serving member of the Bill cast, but also the world record holder as the longest-serving actor to portray a police character. <gasps> really? There you go. Well, I've b- p- portrayed... PC Andy on Torture since 2007. No, David. I think the Guinness Book of World so. Records resets the record every time uh, Andy's accent changed. Ah, right. They okay, presumed fine. it was a, a new character. In which case, so. I've only been playing him for a day in that case. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I have a record for the most number of policemen played by one actor in that case? The, the, the highest number of identical siblings uh, uh, playing Hello? police characters. What's going on here then? That's weird. Your identical twin brother from North Wales was here yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I know him. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> um, you really are. And I tell you this, yeah. with all due respect, yeah. the the worst Welshman in the world. That is so fucking rude, Dave. That's How true, though, you? isn't it? It is true. That is, that is yeah, it's completely bad. Okay, final couple of quick fire questions. Okay. Um, How do you feel about the death of the Argos catalogue? Uh, com- I don't know why you're answering all these, just because I'm asking. Yeah, it's because you're asking. questions for both of us. Yeah, ask Dave anything. Come on, Dave. What do you think about the death of the Argos? Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't bought one for years, but um, a sad, sad, sort of sad by association. 
Uh, oh yeah, no, bought one, but I've not, I've not had, I've not held one in my hands. For Happy years. for the trees, mate. Happy for the trees. You know, I tell you who was sad, Helen Monks, because she yeah. used to use them to stand on things to reach high shelves. Yeah, we, we'll get her a step ladder, mate. We'll get her a step. We, from the profits of the show, we'll buy her a step ladder and save the trees. You know, the Amazons had a bad year; half of it burnt down. But for good news, the Argos catalogue was cancelled. So actually, you can get, that's about one old drawer, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and ugh, look, I don't, a very quick fire one to end. Oh yeah, um, from Alistair. Uh, what's been the most difficult yet valuable lesson you've learned in the development of your work or practice? Would love to hear examples from is, both of you. Hope you're all well. Is this a serious question? Yeah, he's asked a, a genuinely good and serious Can question. you ask it to me again, please? Because I'm sort of slightly baffled by an what's actual serious question. What's been the most difficult yet valuable lesson you've learned mm. in the development of your work slash practice? Mm. Difficult, yet val- difficult yet valuable lesson you've learned. Yeah, I, I know exactly what mine is. Oh right, great! Can you answer it? Then I can think about mine. Are we doing we're we doing serious ones here, not not jokey ones. We're right? not. We can't end on a serious note, Dave. That's well. Luckily, Alistair's uh, done a follow up tweet, uh, which I can I can I can use to end if that's great. Right. If, we so go, like, if we do a tiny sort of sincerity window here. Okay, sincerity window, and then end on like the best toilet paper or something. The sincerity window is briefly open. Okay, go. Lovely view. <laughs> um, I'd say that uh, it's not really the development of my work, but it's around uh, just my general career. Mm. Uh, I the t- I think it was the day that I learned to stop looking at all the people that were my age and panicking that they were doing much better than me or much more successful, had much more successful careers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that thing where you're sort of chasing, like, oh, your mate's got a show on Radio One. That's annoying. Yeah. Why, why am I not on Radio One? Or, oh, your mate's an actor in a thing. You know, like, it's it, there's, there's a really tendency in your 20s, I think, to like a sort of competition element when yes. you sort of leave school or university. Or, and you'll have had this with stand up, won't you? Yeah. The people you started with, and suddenly one of them's on live at the Apollo, and you're like, Hang on. Yeah, I've uh, definitely spent a lot of my 20s watching people, because I started out with people like McIntyre. I remember gigging with McIntyre. I've said this before, and he was so fucking, he was just like smashing it to pieces. He was brilliant. But we all thought he wasn't going anywhere. We all just thought he was a bit, it was all just a bit too obvious and um, mm. uh, mainstream. We were wrong. Um, and But watching over the mid-noughties, people like Russell Howard, Russell Brand, Russell Kane, all called Russells, uh, Michael McIntyre, all these people who I knew and I'd gigged with, just absolutely flying. John Richardson, and uh, feeling tremendously bitter, really. Yeah. Like 2007 was a particularly bad year, I think, for that, or maybe six. And I felt just really miserable about it. But I never thought about giving up or stopping. And you just kind of, actually, it's quite a release gauge. When it's happened, you can be like, oh, well, that's kind of, in a way, if I was this competitive guy, the worst thing that could possibly happen was being soundly thrashed. That's happened. I might as well just enjoy myself. And then, lo and behold, when you start enjoying yourself, a, who gives a shit about career paths anyway? And B, career paths really open up when you're enjoying yourself. So I would say exactly. that's the be- the most important thing is making yourself making yourself enjoy it. Whatever it is you're doing creatively or in work or whatever, that moment where you sort of make yourself go, right, this is fun. I don't care if it's actually shit and I'm in a bad mood. I'm going to make it fun. And then everything else becomes pretty easy after that. Oh, there we go. Also, I, st- I started tracking other people who didn't even start till much later. Yeah. That was a really helpful uh, psychological thing for me to do. This is very uh, industry-centric, but that's really all we know, I'm afraid. So I can't... If the question's about sort of developing your work as a chartered accountant, I'm not very But there is a podcast for that. I'm sure we can find that. Yes, yes. Um, But yeah, so I started... I think 
when when sort of Sarah Millican first started yeah. and you realised she hadn't done any comedy until she was about 33 or 34 and now yeah. I think she's doing alright isn't she? She's done quite well yeah Frank Skinner similarly he didn't start until he was mid Tim Minchin didn't do his first Edinburgh like his he did his first debut Edinburgh show at 33 I think yeah um, which is I, you know, I mean this is the slight uh, comparison thing that I've still always done is gone I've been waiting for that year and now that was last year for Oops. me so I'm like, oh fuck <laughs> I missed it bloody missed the, I missed the turning absolutely what's happened I'm on this most- you're waiting at a bus stop for that bus of career and <laughs> you were looking at your phone when it went past that's what, that's what happens absolutely you look up on your 40 oops never mind um, is there a, is there a flim flam follow up question? Because we can't. Oh, I'm just going to close. This, I'm just going to close the sincerity window. One second. There we oh, go. Thank God for that. Do you know what? What would have been good? What would have been very good, Tom? Actually, and this is, I'd say, I wouldn't say it's a, a, a slight on your uh, production skills and brain there. Mm. But if you'd have played the John from People's Garden when I'd opened the sincerity window, oh, that would have been really nice. Yeah. But he didn't. Hang on, so, um, hang, on, hang on. Let me just open it very briefly to have a quick yeah, peek up. Yeah. Oh, I'll just I'll close that now. So, Alistair asked that very uh, lovely and uh, serious question, and then underneath immediately said, or alternatively, tell us a funny story about a badly timed fart. Thank you. There we go. We're back in the room. A badly, a blunderguff. A blunderguff. Alistair said the time I broke wind in a warm-up assessment at drama college. Oh, dear. Um, Yeah, bad farts. I don't don't know if I've had actual bad farts. Mm. I'm trying to think. I, I, yeah, that's quite a bad one for me. Go on. So... This happened probably about a year ago. I had a new producer on my breakfast show on the weekends. Yeah. And I'd done a uh, every Saturday night. Beth and I have a curry. Sure. Sunday morning, there's consequences, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. I, you asked this question, and we're getting into brand note territory here. But this is the true story, mm. and I may have, I may have uh, released a certain some some gases into the quite small closed environment of a studio, and sort of wafted it a bit and thought, oh well, it's fine. Then my new producer came in, and she was quite new and enthusiastic and bouncy. Yeah. And she walked in, and just this look of horror came across her face. Like, sort of p- confused as well. Mm. She went, oh, my God, what's... There's something wrong with the drains. There's something wrong with the aircon of the dress. Something's No, there's something's backed up. And then she left the room, and she went and got the building maintenance team. Maintenance. So that she went and got some guy in a bloody boiler suit to come and essentially sniff my fart. Oh my god! <laughs> he stood there and started, and he was looking at all the air conditioning vents, going, and he was smelling all the vents. And I was sitting there going, "Guys, guys, there's only one vent you need to smell. This is." <laughs> oh my days! Yeah, that was bad. That was really, really bad. And I didn't confess either. I just went, "Okay, well, if it happens again, I'll let you know." <laughs> and then confess now. Just thought, yeah, when I eat my curry on a Saturday night, is this, is this your producer that um, listens to this podcast and called in? <laughs> no, that's Alex. That's fine. It's a different producer. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, who is it? Absolutely not telling you it's Lucy. Absolutely not telling you that. <laughs> highly GDPR, mate. It's confidential. There you go. Well, as is tradition, um, we've ended on a fart. Yes, indeed. Uh, have you not got? Have you not got a blunderguff story, Dave? No, because I think I was just thinking it through, and I think what I do is probably give myself quite bad internal yes. uh, health problems by holding. Like, if if there's going to be a blunderguff mm. potential. I will be so uncomfortable for the duration of that period of time by holding it in, and then probably yeah, probably do some inter- internal damage. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely that's that's fair enough. You just basically yeah obliterated your liver 
to make space mm. for gas. Um, my friend's uh, grandmother died because she held her farts in too much. Are you shitting me? <laughs> what? My friend Scott, his grandmother was so embarrassed about farting that she held it in. And it did, it did so much damage, she died. Thanks for listening. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. <sighs> Still reading that story. <laughs> Quite literally, us. better out than in, Dave. Let's, let's play the fucking I think we better open a window after that conversation. Oh, I've just thought of a really funny one that it was nothing to do with me, but my friend put it on Twitter and it made me laugh a well, lot. The podcast is finished now, Dave. I mean, you can. Is it a little, a little Easter egg? A little, a little Easter eggy guff? Yeah, go on. A short uh, but effective tweet, I'd say this. Just farted on a Zoom call and it lit my name up. I feel betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is good. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 